This is the Burning Pre-Sales Podcast, and I've got Don Carmichael answering today's question. Don is the founder and chief pre-sales evangelist of Winning Skills, co-founder and facilitator of the Global Pre-Sales Leaders Forum, and co-founder and co-host of the podcast, Two Pre-Sales in a Pod. Take it away, Don. All right, Don Carmichael, the sage of pre-sales, if I can call you that. Too kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I think there's a good question that maybe only you can answer. Um, and you you had brought this up in a recent email exchange with a few people, so so it's a natural fit, obviously. But um, I've heard I've heard people in the industry ask this question, so I'm, I'm going to pose it to you, and then we can have a little bit of a conversation around it. What's the role of pre-sales, and how do you turn that role into a career? Yep. So. That, wow, that that's kind of such a big question. It's actually core to so much. You know, what, what is what is it that we're supposed to do? And um, and I kind of throw around, you know, because I'm challenged a lot with how do you kind of summarize this? And I'd kind of summarize it pretty all the way down to you're an influencer. If you think about it, what what is it that you actually do? If you want a fancy term for it, you're influencing people and you know convincing them to um, you know overcome some risks or overcome their doubts about technology. You know the business outcomes that you can achieve. You're using your people and communication skills. You're using you know let's not shy away from this. You're using sales skills. You know we are a sales role. Do not shy away from that. And you know and you're using. The, uh, the credibility that you've built, not just in front of them, but now in the social world. So your purpose is to influence buyers. Um, and the interesting thing these days is that we've always thought it was influencing kind of directly, you know, when we could actually meet people, it was face to face. And nowadays, it, you know, through a camera that it was influencing that way, but, but not, there are better ways, there are ways you can scale that influence um, yeah. through social but also through through video. In fact, any kind of medium, there'll, there'll be new mediums that come along, VR, whatever it is in 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 the future. And although a lot of that is here now, but if your job is to is to influence, is to you know get people to, um, I'm not going to sell to you, but what I'm going to do is you know, influencing is the sale to the buyer word. The other way around is is perhaps holding their hand. You know, um, I, I've joked with someone just recently today as well with the you know what's the what is a really good title for us these days? And I said, well, if you think of it from a buyer's perspective is our job title should be the, um, the person you really want to speak to. <laughs> so if I could have that as a job title and then you can, in your career, you can be a senior person that you really wanted to speak to. Cause, cause we are I like that. Yeah. That's what kind of the role is. Yeah. Well, this I is mean, what, you know, Garen Hess talks about, you know, turning sales and pre-sales reps as a title into buyer coaches, or at least to think of yeah. your role as, as buyer coach. A different way of thinking about the, the job entirely, in my opinion. Indeed. Can I tell you a little thing as well? You know, everyone, uh, you know, all these tech companies and, you know, we know they're all out there on the top right hand side. I've got a button that says book a demo or something like that. Okay. And we all know what that means is you hit the button book a demo and you're going to meet a BDR is going to qualify you. How do you think the world would change if instead of that, it actually said, talk to an expert? Uh-huh. Talk to the, talk to a new, your new job title, the person you really want to speak to, which is me. Right. Okay. I know. I know that would cause you know a kind of a different kind of demand, but actually, that's what really buyers really want. Right. So if that's what they want, let's think about adjusting a world where they you know they can get access to us and, and have real world discussions, not to have like things like demos and stuff. You know, do all that on a video, but to yeah. have 
having watched the the, uh, the demos and things reveal themselves because we all know they're resistant to that you know challengers and forester have told us you know two-thirds of the buying process happened before they reveal themselves but but that chance to kind of meet us and um, going back to your original question though that i think that's the real role is kind of from a sales perspective is to influence but on the other side is to advise and to make the the client the, the prospect feel comfortable i mean and as a as a career thing, the, I mean, there are challenges right now. We've spoken about the fact that um, as a career in many pre-sales teams, the only way you can kind of progress your career, have a career journey, is to go into management. And that is such a shame because you you might get, if you love, like I do, you know, the whole pre-sales thing, you know, working with clients, you know, being able to influence them, but having a relationship with them and then, you know, building the trust and, and then buying into that trust. You know, if, if that's the bit you love and there's all the communication stuff that goes around it, if you go into management, you you will lose that. Okay, as a first line manager, you might be able to be like a um you know, like a coach player, okay, yeah. and, you, and you kind of you know jump into deals, but really that's not your job. And 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 if you kind of elevate beyond that, you know, in kind of like a middle management role, you you will go away from the thing that you love. And you need to understand that if that's the, the you know, the, the kind of career that you want. So, you know, so as a profession, as a craft right across the world, all the tech companies, we need to start building parallel career paths that allow people to, to become more and more influential, to kind of more and more knowledgeable, more and more able to scale that message out through social video platforms, not just in person because that's such a waste of someone who's got that ability to influence and to become you know like a thought leader and to kind of allow them to kind of expand in that role because these people are like rainmakers they're going to draw business to you yeah. they're going to convince lots of people you know not just at a one-to-one scale but a proper one-to-end scale and and allow these people to become something like a you know like a chief evangelist and i know that can be a difficult term but like a an external facing chief technology officer you know someone who, who speaks on behalf of the company but it's an outward facing message it's not an inward kind of role so So yeah i'm thinking of you know any sales leader or pre-sales leader for that matter who right now sees a pre-sales team that's very horizontal um you're right that you know you're you're either in the trenches or you jump up to management there's there's not too many other levels beyond that so hearing what you're talking about i mean what's the first step to take to to start to change the way things are structured to change the opportunities that are available to to pre-sellers or how pre-sellers themselves, even the practitioners, should start thinking about their career path. You know, what can they do? Yeah, the, probably in most companies, what the blocker to this isn't isn't the vision of the pre-sales team. It, it's really the um, our ability to talk to C-level, you know, to like a CRO, yeah. to sell, sales leader, and and convince them that we need to do this, that we need to expand the role, we need to get more serious about the impact and the influence that that we can actually have. And to reward people for being able to influence more, you know, you would do the same as a salesperson, you know, that was able to, you know, uh, close more business to, you know, have an even big, we'd give them a bigger quota, we'd give them a, a bigger world to play in, you know, to influence, we'd give them like a global account director role to, you know, play with a massive, great big global corporate, you know, it, so for a pre-sales person, we've got to find ways of expanding, allowing people to, you know, expand in that influence, because that's surely the thing that they in, they're enjoying doing is being able to build trust and influence people. Now, certainly, that's why I've always loved it. Oh, I love that. You're not the first person, by the way, to suggest, well, to hint at um, pre-sellers taking the initiative to creating that influence internally and maybe even proactively pitching that vision to 
to sales and pre-sales leadership, to, well, to, to more broadly speaking, to company leadership. So they understand um, where pre-sales can have more influence than maybe it does today in most, most organizations. It seems like it, it might be incumbent upon the practitioners themselves. But yeah. that being said, um, it, it, it seems to me that given the skill set that, that this group of people develop, there really are a lot more opportunities for them to expand um, throughout their careers than maybe the traditional revenue role. Would you say that's accurate? Oh, oh absolutely. Um, you know, if you've been doing a pre-sales job, is that a, I think there's a, um, is that a Hebrew word, is it a maven? Someone who kind of sits in the middle and absorbs. Right. Is, they're the access. They're like the middle of a spider's web. Um, because you have to do that as pre-sales. But, you, you know, you're the front for... Um, you know, for product management, you're the front for uh, product marketing, the marketing team, you're the, you're the, you're the front that accesses the client, the prospect, you know, it's all feeding through you, all the developers, every is feeding through you. So there are all the loads of natural roles that feed into that, which is, um, you know, things like product marketing, um, uh, product management, and certainly product marketing, I don't, really understand how you can do that role if you've not been in pre-sales because surely <laughs> you've got to bring the experiences of what it's like facing the customer and the challenges and the, you know and, and the way they you know exercise you and in you know uh, present objections that kind of thing and and the way that you they would perceive value and being able to you know um uh, to talk you know talk value talk about objectives right if you've not had that experience yeah you know that must be really difficult to come step one step back as it were um and you know to be talked to developers about this is how our product is perceived this this is how we've got to create value not through features and functions but the way that we articulate the you know the uh, objectives you know the 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 outcomes that the, the ones and the zeros create. So there's roles like that. You could obviously go into sales as well. You know, I mean, a, a lot of, I think, SEs are probably taking such a major role in the sales cycle. They're kind of going, do you know what? I wouldn't mind the big money. And, <laughs> and I get that. And there are actually tech companies out there who, you know, deliberately do not have any salespeople. I mean, there's a little bit more going on when you look at that, because if you yeah. examine it, there's a lot going on. It's like product-led growth, which is, you know, a lot of their business is self-service. So what they need as a level above that when you get into enterprise isn't so much kind of like salespeople. It's it's back again, you know, it's clients at an enterprise level. Expertise. holding. They yeah. need someone who can kind of advise them, who can consult with them, you know, and have kind of you know proper um, kind of adult conversations at an enterprise level, and um, without feeling they're sold to, you know, and you know when they want to consume something, maybe they'll go back and go, you know, do it as self service as a you know product led growth. But you still need you need these people at an enterprise level because you know some of the you know some of the buying decisions they're making are very serious investments you know even you know an assassin and a consumption thing these things roll up to huge amount you know millions of you know uh, kind of euros and and dollars of money you know these are serious investments that people are going to make you know moving a workload into a, a kind of new architecture you know uh, taking on a new uh, a new API, like a security thing in a banking world. You know, these are serious decisions you've got to, that, that people are making and they want their hand held. They want to make, feel that, you know, they're, they're making a, a safe, risk-free, um, they're making the right decision and that they're not the only ones who's made it before and that someone's going to hold a hand all the way through the journey, not just where you sign something, but the journey that happens afterwards. And that, you know, that's certainly the new world. Thank you so much, Don. Thank you.